1: Welcome to Comic Book Pit. This is Comic Book Pit episode 280. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. I'm Sean. And with us today is uh, Danielle Corsetto. I'm Danielle. Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) She's Danielle. Web comics creator extraordinaire. Ooh. Well, you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I have. Right? I did. You did. You were. I was. So, which is kind of like, I mean, well, I feel like I've got so much to talk about, but, so, I guess we can... Start with the current and work our way backwards. Yeah, so sure. so you're on a like kind of a little book tour promoting your your new like your basically like the last ten years of girls with slingshots, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. The entire uh, ten soft covers that were put out throughout the years are collected in those, plus a little bit more. So yeah, huge, it's huge. It's heavy.
1: Yeah, I saw the, I saw the books. How's the how's that? Like, did you ever envision yourself like going on a tour of like? Like yeah, this?
2: I think so. I didn't um, envision myself carrying books that were that heavy, <laughs> <laughs> but I should have known better. So yeah, because yeah. they're
1: like uh, they're like nice slipcover. Yeah.
2: So there's uh, two books in each uh, case, and the whole thing is like 10.3 pounds or something like that. So this has been a uh, I've been doing a lot of push-ups <laughs> 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 trying to prepare for this.
1: And that's and that's 10 years worth of girls with slingshots. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Yeah. On top of that, the um, the first book would have been in black and white. So the first like thousand strips were in black and white originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I paid my colorist to um, color all of them. So okay. this is the first time they're all going to be in color, uh, published on paper. Cool. Yeah.
1: Great. That's real cool. cool. Okay. So, um, so like, um, so you you kicked the you, you kickstarted the. Yeah. what was that process like
2: so actually um, it was great because I didn't uh, I wasn't in charge of it <laughs> uh, this book all the other books I pretty much self-published um, and maybe just had other companies uh, distributing them for me or taking care of this shipping uh, mm-hmm. this one I went ahead with um, spike from Iron Circus which uh, is a I keep wanting to say a small publisher in Chicago but apparently it's the largest uh, comics publisher in co- Chicago now oh wow um, maybe she didn't have a lot of uh, competition but actually I think it's just that she's she's kicking ass she's doing a great job with it and she's got some really really great books in there so um I, i've known her for so long i wanted her to take it take over and she's kind of a uh kickstarter whiz and mm-hmm. i didn't want to have to deal with that anyway so <laughs> um i don't I, it, it went great um we raised a quarter of a million dollars um i mean the books were very expensive so of course well, yeah. that went to production but uh still um I've been basically living off of that for this year, so (laughs) that's been saving me uh, while I'm preparing to work on new projects. It's Uh been really good to... It was perfect timing to put it out. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Girls with Slingshots ended in 2015? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What was
2: that like? Um, weirdly, uh, weirdly not sad. I feel really guilty <laughs> saying that. I thought that I was gonna be like super nostalgic the whole night that I was working on it, and of mm-hmm. course I did the same thing that I did for every other strip, which was started at like 8 p.m. and you know finish it whenever. This one took forever, so I I finished it around like six in the morning or something. Wow. But. Um, which, which was great, because I had to spend lots of time with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it actually felt like just the right time to do it, uh, to finish it. I think I announced the ending. I knew that it was going to be ending about a year before I ended it. And uh, I announced the ending maybe fall of that year, like maybe six months before I ended it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, like, uh, not only did it feel right, but I, I also was really excited to finally... Um, hit all of the more serious storylines because if you're doing like a gag a day kind of strip like I was doing, mm-hmm. um, you're punctuating everything with a joke yeah. and it was really nice to finally give myself permission to start writing about a little bit more serious topics that I wanted to wrap up that mm-hmm. I knew were going to be kind of a to be continued on every strip. Uh, so it was, it was really nice to be able to let loose and enjoy that process.
1: What was the, what was the fan reaction like?
2: It's super like... Exactly the way I was expecting, or I guess I should say hoping. Um, mm. My readers are amazing. I always boast about them. Uh, I feel like I'm one of the few people who still has a comment section on their website because <laughs> they're just not they are not cruel to each other. They're really civil and actually more, more wonderful than I would ever be, I think, if I was yeah. in, in the comment section. Um, so most of the response was, oh my God, it's going to be so sad, but um, I'm so glad you let us know mm. that you're ending it and that you're actually going to end it and not just like... You know, like stop stop updating one day. Let it fade. Yeah, right. Yeah, so really positive. Cool, cool.
1: So, um, so, so what's what's next? Ha- a lot, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: this is the year that I finally started producing things again. I feel like I've been <laughs> doing nothing for three years. Um, my boyfriend is always quick to correct me when I say that uh, I've been doing a lot. I've been teaching a lot too, but mm-hmm. um, uh, we actually have one uh, one strip that just debuted while I was on this trip. Um, <laughs> Do you guys know Monica Gallagher? I feel like I'm looking at you yeah. because she's been to yeah a few uh, a few Pittsburghs I think. Yeah,
3: she does. Um, um, was it Bonnie? Collide nine to five. Yeah, you got it.
2: Yeah. Uh, she's also been doing um, a strip for. Do you guys know of Webtoon? Webtoons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, great. This is the first time I've ever said that. And everyone in the room, granted, there are only three of <laughs> us, uh, said yes.
3: I think our friend D J Kaufman actually has oh, a yeah? comic
2: on there. Oh Oh, right on. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of people from like the groups that I know mm-hmm. have uh, have webcomics up there. So it's like kind of a vertical scrolling app uh, for those who don't know. I keep saying it's, it's an visual app. Visual aid. It's yeah. Those are Ger- in the Ger- room. Pulling yeah. it up right now. It's. I it's just such a nice I never thought I'd actually want to read comics on my phone but their mm. uh, app is so user friendly and uh, I actually now I, I stopped reading web comics for a long time weirdly and uh, now I read them because of this app so she's been doing uh, a comic called Assassin Roommate uh, for the past year and a half
0: Okay. and uh, that, yeah. yeah
2: it went over really well and so her editor was like hey we really want you to do a um, slice of life webcomic uh, sex ed for uh, girls and women in their teens and 20s and she was like, I will draw that, but I am not writing that. But I know exactly who will. And those are all, like, bait words for me. So uh, so we came up with this, uh, this story. It's um, <laughs> a dead sorority girl's ghost is haunting a a house that uh, four co- co-ed uh, college girls are um, inhabiting for their first year of college. And uh, the ghost's name is Tara, and she's like almost insufferably, not insufferably, she's great. Uh, very uplifting, like, sunshiny kind of person. Um, so she's going to be kind of leading them through their sexual journey. There's been a lot of a lot of research that I hadn't done in a long time. Mm. It's called Boo It's Sex. That was <laughs> the joke name that I gave them and a long list of real names, and they picked the joke name. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> to say I'm writing Boo It's Sex.
1: Because <laughs> it, w- when I first saw the the title and, and then you describe it as like a sex ed type of comics. My my first thought was um, something similar, like to Oh Joy Sex Toy. Yeah, right. Which is really awesome. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was going to be more like that, but it sounds like it's more, like you said, story based. Yeah.
2: When they said Slice of Life, I was like, okay, I'm in. I can't yeah. I can't write anything else really. I'm not good at writing anything besides <laughs> Slice of Life comedy, so uh, I'm happy to be you know pigeonholed into that. <laughs> well, I, well,
1: okay, so. So I'm gonna, I, I guess I'm gonna de- disagree with you a little bit because, yeah? um, well, lest anyone think that all you do is your own stuff. I mean, you've done some stuff for other companies, right? You've worked for, you've done some work just for a Boom, little, yeah. You did some Adventure Time, yeah. Yeah. How did that? How did that come about?
2: That was, um, I just lucked out that. Well, a lot of us lucked out that um, Boom hired an editor who really liked web comics, and so oh, she was just mar- like, I'm just going to shoot off emails to all these web comic creators that I like, and ask them to contribute to. This. So um, I don't. I'm the original. Like I don't have a TV. I haven't had a TV since 1999, or <laughs> not one with cable. Right. I, guess I should say. Yeah. Um, so I don't really watch a lot of TV shows, partially because it's just an incredible investment of time that I, as a self-employed person who works at home, cannot do. Mm-hmm. I would get hooked on too many things. <laughs> uh, but Adventure Time is the only show that I was watching, actually. So to be asked to write, you know, paid fan fiction of your favorite series is pretty excellent.
1: Oh, so, so you were already a fan into of it. it. Okay. Yeah, I
2: was asked to do a couple of other uh, TV show like adaptations that I, I was like, I don't have the time to sit and watch like. 20 seasons of whatever show. I
1: Do you remember what they what those were?
2: Um yeah, actually Saved by the Bell was one of them. Really. Um, and I was <laughs> like, man, that would be awesome. But yeah. uh And actually, it'd be really awesome. Not excuse, but how long did that thing last? Like, I would never have time to sit down and watch all those. Yeah. And I mean,
1: and well, and that would be. It feels like that would be right in line with the kind of 90s resurgence that we're mm-hmm. seeing now of like TV shows and movies and fashion and music, whatever.
4: And yeah. Yeah, that would be. I think you well, made the right call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. it, I think that's one of those ideas that sounds good. Like, right. hey, let's do a save by the Bell comic until you s- do it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, did it ever? I
3: don't really recall it. Ever did. So it did.
2: So actually, my friend Tim Fish wound up uh, drawing it. Which is and like I hope it was successful great I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope it was more
3: like a, like a funny, more funny take on it yeah. than an actual serious part. Like I, I know it was so kind so of lighthearted, too. but...
1: Yeah, let's
4: okay.
3: see. Let's see a grim and gritty Save okay, by the Bell.
4: So is this freshman year of high school out there? I guess they're doing. Oh, funny! College years was already done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, they go to college. All there right. was a spin-off yeah. series. Oh,
4: they, yeah. they Also get married.
1: Yeah, they went to Hawaii. Yeah, they got, Yeah, there was yeah, like a TV movie. This
4: is what you miss out by not having a TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, no, I, I saw this in my teenage. Years. I was gonna say.
1: Sadly, the three guys know all about Saved by the Bell. I'm <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: kind of impressed by you guys.
3: Actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I was going through some some stuff of mine earlier this week, and I found some.
2: Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. So. Whoa. <laughs> check those out. That is impressive. Oh, hol- oh, holy cow! You have one of these. So the only other work that I really did, I was going to say, if you dig up that boy, I'm going to be really impressed. <laughs> uh, that boy for the Weekly World News back in like 2000. Oh God, I don't know. Six, 2005. It says. Wow. 2005 and 2006. That was really fun because I actually had, like, an editor looking at my stuff so I wasn't just, you know, being yeah. like, oh, I'm going to start this group, you know, and finish <laughs> it at 2 in the morning and it gets published no matter what. Uh, I actually gave a little bit of finesse to that uh, that strip. And then this, that's amazing. I don't even know what's in here. I probably just found one in my garage recently. I found a whole <laughs> bunch of old stuff in my garage.
1: Yeah, I didn't get a chance to, well, so so what I, what I, Just for since this is not a visual medium, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what I found was uh, some old um, uh, self-published stuff from Danielle. This is uh, I guess this is probably the oldest one that says the Hazelnuts from 2003, and this was a collection of strips that you did in high school.
2: I think college actually.
1: College, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And was this so? Was this kind of like the precursor to?
2: Yeah, not uh, the unintentional, unintentional uh, precursor. I did start it in. Oh, wow, this is great. I'm looking through those little sketches. Uh, I started it um, in high school, but then uh, kind of like restarted it in college just because I figured that uh, nobody who knew me in college knew my old strip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and start doing this and put it up online occasionally. And uh, that's the collection of those, yeah. So I, I think it's only like 16 strips, something <laughs> like that. It's really small. And, you know, printed uh, in black and white because it was too cheap to do color back then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was, yeah, I, I think it was a uh, color, I mean, at the time, in the, in like, the early 2000s, I mean, I think we were all doing, you know, just black and white, like, yeah. hand folded. Um, you know, I found um, some old stuff I did. I found, uh, I've, got, I've got, you know, I've got more stuff from Sean <laughs> than, than anyone. Oh. Which is crazy. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Uh, I have a lot of your stuff from way back when. Oh, full so, right. sketch of sketches. <laughs> nice. And I think
3: that's like when I, <laughs> I first met you guys. You gave me. I think it's still framed. Oh Unfortunately, <laughs> I had to move a couple times, so it's in a box. But it's still whatever. Framed. It's, still it's, it's still there.
0: So.
1: <laughs> um, <clears throat> when I first, I think when I first met you and Sean was at, it was a, like the first Pittsburgh Comic Con I ever went to. Oh yeah. Which was probably.
2: Two thousand three. Oh man! So I didn't know I'd met you that long ago. (laughs) Well, that's the thing;
1: it's been so long, and like you said, you hadn't been to Pittsburgh in so long because we really haven't had that many great shows. Um, So, do you see? Like, are you still kind of on like the con circuit, or are you just like hitting specific shows? Kind of
2: specific ones this year. um, (laughs) the, The whole like huge. 10-pound book thing is really <laughs> going to be a bit of an issue trying to go out west. Um oh I used yeah. to do Emerald City Con and I uh, used to do Calgary Con. I definitely have pulled back, you know, since I did Girls of Slingshots, but I've, I've at least wanted to be there uh, to make sure that people still see my face and remember that I am alive um, mm-hmm. and in preparation for, for new things. Uh, so I've been doing the TCAF and SPX, uh, Emerald City, again, yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, little ones, uh, Monica actually also does um, Be More Into Comics. Uh, which is this little, like, great, perfect convention that's just, like, one day. starts at, like, 1 p.m. and 7 takes place in a bar. Huh. Uh, it's that's only, cool. like, maybe 20 people uh, from the Baltimore area and around. And it is, like, really... It's really nice. It's once every uh, other month, I think. Okay. So do it pretty cool. often. Yeah. That's cool. It's just an excuse to hang out, really, and <laughs> get drunk while you're... Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to
1: say, we, we had something similar in the springtime at a uh, local brewery. Oh, yeah. Like, actually in the brewery. Nice. Um, like, we were set up in front of the big like what I'm so brewery like ignorant but like
2: These big metal thing the big metal things <laughs>
1: all the pipes and hoses and and kegs of beer but like it was basically like a mini con nice back there and it was pretty cool that so it, great. It, it's nice that you know like cons can take place now in like very non traditional settings yeah you know um so what so after you're like are you going to be doing any more so I'm sorry what shows so you said you're doing mo- more shows this year or
2: um, I'm going to be picking back up next year Next year sure. okay. This year um, I really wanted to debut the the Girls of Slingshots books at uh, TCAF. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately they were delivered four days after TCAF oh, no. so it didn't quite work out um, but I'll be, definitely be at TCAF next year. Uh, this year I just got SPX left and uh, the Be More show I feel like there's one other that I'm forgetting it's on my website I use that as my calendar <laughs> But uh, yeah, next year I'll probably be picking back up. I just need to figure out a way. I mean, to be honest, I really enjoy these signing tours a lot more because they're uh, you know a few hours instead of three days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can sleep on somebody's couch and it doesn't matter because I don't have to wake up at you know mm-hmm. six in the morning or whatever the next morning. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been a lot nicer. I might do more of these instead if I can't if I can't fly you know uh, the gigantic girls of slingshots books out west. I'll try to do mm-hmm. like, maybe a tour back out there.
1: Yeah. How's the, so you've got a good fan reaction during the tour, like a lot of yeah. a, a good turnout? Yeah,
2: um, it has not been much of a turnout, but it's actually been kind of nice in another way. Um, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, I definitely overpacked uh, these books, you know, first of all I've been out of the game for three years, and or uh, mostly out of the game, nothing as big as well slim Slingshots at least. Uh, I'm also, I'm doing a strip called uh, Stuck at 32, stuckat32.com, it's just a bunch of auto-bio stuff, me and my cats and yoga, that's apparently what I am now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't have anything really big out. I haven't really been on the map that much lately. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been a very uh, slim turnout. I think that most of the people who wanted the books got the books already. Okay. Um, but it's been nice, you know, having uh, really sweet people come out from really far away, being like, "Oh, I expected a really long line." I'm like, "Nope, you want to hang out for a while? <laughs> 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 I got nothing to do. <laughs> I will sell three of these books, and I'm gonna head on to the next place after that."
1: That's a that's a I mean, and that's a far cry from what I remember. Um, so when I remember seeing you at shows you always had a good Yeah. I mean I'm not saying you don't have a good turnout now but like I guess like you're no you're, you're right <laughs> <laughs> it's totally I, just didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to be the one to say it uh, but, the, but your uh, your con turnout I mean I remember uh, like I think I I, I found you in Baltimore once specifically to get a commission and I had I showed up like real early and I was I, I know you have people sign up on the, yeah,
0: right. the clipboard
1: and I still have it it's the uh, oh, nice. I don't know if you remember it it's a uh, I wanted Wonder Woman, and, and you had a column It was like, funny or like, serious.
2: Oh, I'm so glad I used to do that. And, yeah,
1: and I, I was like, oh, what the hell, I'll do funny. Good. And I, I came back the next day, and I guess, and you said, oh, I was inspired because I just had watched The Big Lebowski, and it was Wonder Woman, like, in the uh, Jesus, like, jumper.
2: Wow, no kidding. Where
1: like, holding a bowling ball, and...
2: Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was like, this
2: is awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the um, I did a huge signing tour in 2014, so four years ago, and actually it started right here where we are sitting at uh, New Dimension mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, um, and it was something like 22, 22 different signings uh, on that tour. It was uh, a month and a half. It was really intense. There were two conventions in it as well, San Diego, and I flew out to Boston and came back and continued mm-hmm. to the tour. Um, that tour was nuts, and there were literally lines that were waiting like an hour to wow. two hours. Uh, it was really crazy. I didn't expect that. It's um, a good problem to have. I guess. It was a really <laughs> great problem to have. That's actually uh, all the money that I, I made from that trip is what poured into um, being able to have uh, Leleu color all the, the original strips. Oh, that's great! She so spent basically like a year and a half just doing that. Wow! So, uh, so thank you to anybody who came out to this show because <laughs> the signings that was really helpful for that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. You guys have any questions or? Oh wait.
0: Okay. I want to see how how
1: the conversation flows, and I'll jump in. Okay. Um, So, has your um, over the, I guess since you started, or I mean, has your has your process changed at all? I mean, have have you gone more digital or are you still doing a lot of traditional work or like a combination? It's
2: funny. I was actually, uh, the, the other reason I wanted to do the signing in tour is because I love being in the car because you are kind of on autopilot and you mm-hmm. can think a little bit more without being distracted by other things, so uh, just on this, on this trip specifically, I've been going back and forth about, uh, I have a new project uh, that I'm working on that I'm going to start uh, really working on the script heavily um, as soon as I get home. And it's going to be a graphic novel, so it's going to take forever, I'm sure. I don't know how long graphic novels typically take people. But (laughs) um, it's uh, definitely going to be a departure from what I've done in the past. It'll certainly have its funny parts, but it's going to be a little bit more serious and uh, be able to get a little bit more intimate with the characters. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be four main characters that are uh, very separate from one another but um, have one one big thing in common. I won't get too into it. But Mm -hmm. uh, I've been debating whether I want to... Uh, color is actually like a main part of this, color is going to want to be a huge storytelling element in it. Uh, I'm a terrible colorist <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm kind of making it slightly monochromatic in certain areas Okay. Um, and I'm debating whether I want to go full digital and go ahead and finally buy a Cintiq. I've always uh, worked, uh, with, you know, black and white, um, just black ink on, on white paper. Um, well, I've always hand lettered, I always prefer to hand letter, I probably always will. Um, and then uh, the color has always been in Photoshop. And I had my colorist doing like at least two a week when I was uh, maybe like 2013 or something like that. I started having to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate coloring, hugely. <laughs> um, but I think if I did get a Cintiq, went ahead and, and dropped it and, and did it yep. and got used to it, uh, it would probably make the process a lot easier and faster. Uh, mm-hmm. The other side of me is like, what if I just did the whole thing in gouache, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll be playing around with ideas of the yeah. uh, the you, style. You hate yourself okay. that much. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love doing it so much, but right. I, mean, I would not finish this this book for like 10 years. Yeah. You know? It would take forever. Um. So it's it's really hard for me to. I love having original pages so much. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard for me to give that up. Um. So I think when I get home, I'm just gonna start uh, uh playing around, and experimenting with gouache, and just seeing like, okay, if, is this something that I really could do as long as I simplify the characters enough that it will still be fast. Uh, or should I just go ahead and do what everybody else is doing and take a Cintiq and do it that yeah, way? It's
3: actually not that bad. I mean, yeah. I don't have a Cintiq, but I mean, I draw on my phone a lot.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Huh.
3: I mean, I've. Uh,
1: you don't mind. Yeah, I want to see. Oh, what he does on a phone is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it, I literally hate him. I use, um...
2: looking forward to hating I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish
3: I had my stylus on me, but it's like one of those oh, that you yeah. oh. like, at a dollar store with the rubber <laughs> Yeah. Head, and then I caramelized... I got the dollar, so it's like, <laughs> I, I cobbled it together out <laughs> of <Yeah>. wicker,
1: and, <laughs> 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 and,
3: Hey. he's like, I this guy throws up the
1: Sistine I, Chapel I, with a broken I
3: pencil, pencil. I mean yeah <laughs> But, um... Okay, I have recently been inking a lot, so it's like, and I actually I'm about to I did a commission for a friend, and I'm actually on the fence of like, okay, how am I going to present this? Because I believe he wanted it like um, pen, but it was he also wanted eleven by seventeen, and I don't have any eleven by seventeen paper around. <laughs> and he listens to this show, so he probably knows who i who <laughs> he is. <laughs> we have a listener. <Worcester? laughs> <laughs> I'll show you.
2: It took c- 280 episodes to so get in to finally have a listener. I know. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's Girl! girl. How yeah. did you get? How did you get line with variation on this?
3: It's just one of the features on my uh, the program I use is called Infinite Paint.
2: Oh. And they
3: have a pen tool, and it's just like you. As long as you hold on to it, the more you get the thick and the oh, thin. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's interesting. So. That's yeah. cool. Wow, that looks yeah. beautiful. Not that I'm surprised. Oh, you've just you just gotten better. What the hell? But yeah. I know. Don't, don't you hate them? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah,
3: I, I thoroughly like it. The only problem I have with it is my phone is super small. Yeah. And it uh. starts to warm up after an hour. Oh,
2: man.
0: <laughs> but...
3: Uh, Again, since I mentioned DJ earlier, DJ actually has a pretty good one, like a pretty good sized one, Yeah, and I think he does like all his comics on that.
2: Yeah, so I, I think it would be just fine, um, I just hate being behind a screen, and uh, I really love working, I have a huge dra- drafting table, and I really, really love working at it, and I love like the scritch of the pen on the paper, and mm-hmm. I love, you know, brushes, and so it would be really hard for me to give up, for, for probably two years at least, um, the love of that like process, It would be really hard for me to to sacrifice that. It
1: it took me a while to get used to drawing with a stylus on either a a Wacom or my iPad because you're used to that, like the, the, the paper, yeah, like the, like the grain of the paper, yeah, like the grip or whatever, and you don't feel that it's just like real smooth, smooth, and it's like, wait a second, something's wrong. Well, like I still that, like too. I'm not doing it
3: right, <laughs> like all that stuff I just showed. I mean, I still draw it out like by hand on paper, sure. and then I take a picture of it, and then
2: oh yeah, that's a great idea. I've been I mean considering doing that too, just using like the camera. I I use my iPad for uh, for a camera to sketch from, mm-hmm. to like sketch on top of so often. If not just for practice, then for actual yeah. like guidelines. Um, a trick for the iPad, because I do have an iPad Pro, and I immediately was like, this is going to be terrible, like the glass thing, is the only thing that I can't get past. Mm-hmm. So I went searching for an entire day on YouTube and found uh, an artist who reviewed a bunch of different um, plastic you know covers you can get. Oh, yeah. So I have one called, uh, it's the dumbest name, but it's iCares. A, or I-C-A-R-E-Z. Okay. It's this, it looks like I think an Asian company. Uh, the English is really poorly translated. <laughs> A total riot. Luckily they send you two because the uh, uh, two screen protectors that mm. have this particular uh, texture uh, because the first one I guarantee you will put on wrong, as I did. <laughs> the directions just straight up are like, basically put it on wrong. <laughs> uh, and you're like, okay, f it up. i uh, got to redo this. Luckily it sends two. So uh, I care go for it. Okay. That's, that's the one that I use that actually makes it feel Pretty nice. It's hmm. I don't I I noticed it in the beginning when I didn't have it, and then after uh, I placed it on there, I, was, I still had these complaints because I'm picky, yeah. and I realized I never even noticed it after that. So huh. okay, I'll yeah. have to look
1: into that. it's a good one. So 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 GWS was just all like pencil and paper.
2: All of it, every like single one, from
1: until the very end. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Yeah. Um, and that was
1: your and that was your lettering? Like did you do your
0: lettering? Yeah, by lettering hand?
2: by hand. I, okay. I prefer to have lettering on the um, papers that when I sell the originals it's a whole you know, you get right. the whole thing, it's not just like people speaking with nothing coming out of yeah. their the mouth. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. That is kinda
1: weird. Yeah, I'm kinda of
2: precious about my originals, so <laughs> I like to make sure they're the full package.
1: So how do you um how do you keep them safe? Like what do you would you feel like a <laughs> I mean do you have like kinda of like a Store like storage. Or I like I have a really
2: big house in West Virginia. Um, okay. It is really old and it is very cheap, so don't, like nobody thinks that I'm super wealthy or anything like that. I just <laughs> I feel I feel like I live <laughs> like a queen, um, but it's in West Virginia. Um, it's uh, a huge huge house with the uh, the best room in the house is my studio, and it has two uh, two closets, and one of them is just nothing but very like industrial shelves mm. with those Aitoya um, you know folders mm. um, from top to bottom stacked with originals. So that's and that's after selling a lot of them. Like it's still it is stacked, <laughs> pretty high. I
4: need to have a question. I um with doing this book, taking like a decades worth of your work. Has there been like reflection, like where you were as a person, where your skills were, and then just seeing this decades worth of your life, just
0: in a
2: yeah. Yeah, um, it was definitely difficult not to fix every little thing. Um, I just kind of gave myself the... Luckily, because I was um, preparing them for print by basically... Uh, fixing anything that you to be like desperately fixed, mm-hmm. usually like um, straightening the lines on the um, uh, on the lettering and everything. Okay. Uh, I basically had to fix everything, send it off to my colorist to color, and then just consider it done at yeah. that. Because she's not—I don't want her to like have to color something I'm going to fix later. Yeah. So because I had her to consider, I think it forced me to like okay. not fix too much. Um, the writing is really where I found the differences, and uh, I, I have a little warning in the beginning of the book that I—I I feel guilty. I didn't change. Um, I tried to be you know, to stick with all the original writing. There are a couple of things that changed, but it was only if the characters would have said something differently, okay. really. Mm. Um, uh, or like, I think there was maybe one gram- one grammar mistake sure, I think yeah, it yeah, yeah. called like <laughs> pastimes with the wrong okay. amount of da- uh, T's or whatever. Um... But there is a lot of, you know, what what is PC now was very different back then. Kind of right. Thing. Oh, and yeah. That's been, uh, I know there are a few things in there that I, I cringe reading, but I'm like, well, this is, you know, a sign of the time and yeah. how mm-hmm. things have changed. Absolutely. So I, I do want to keep it in there as a record of, you know, where how far we've come in just 10 years. Yeah. Does, yeah. It, years. Does it
4: inform yeah. where you go next? Are you finding that it, you're sort of... A-
2: um I mean, I know that I'm always going to be, you know, 20 years or 10 years later, uh, yeah. always going to be like, oh man, why did I write that? Right, uh, right. It's always going to happen probably. But um, yeah, the next project that I'm working on, the graphic novel, is definitely going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of research because the four characters are very different from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give one little spoiler. The, the guy, the one guy in it um, discovers the PUA movement. If you guys are familiar with PUA, it's the pickup artist. So if you heard of mm-hmm. the book *The Game*, it came out um, almost ten years ago, if not more. At this point, it was um, a guy's uh, Neil Strauss, I think his name is, uh, account of um, getting in real life sucked into this uh, this pickup artist movement, basically just um, manipulating women to be able to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just what it sounds it, like. It's
4: not really our. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know you guys are super familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were this, this, right. Yeah, this yeah. group of
4: awkward schmoes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's uh, it's mostly, and actually, these are all awkward schmoes. They're just like jerks. They're awkward yeah. schmoes with like no conscience. A lot of them. But uh, the story is actually at the very end is, is basically saying like you know don't do this. It's dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, got mm-hmm. a lot of slack. anyway. Uh, I wound up reading the book. Um, and I'm i trying to really <laughs> while I'm doing book plates that are overdue for my uh for the books that I sold for Kickstarter. Uh, I'm basically just non-stop uh, listening to listening to and watching uh, YouTube series and podcasts on either Pickup Artist Life so that I can get into his head and make sure that I know that I'm writing him correctly uh, or uh, Sexplanations, which is this fantastic sexologist. Uh, so I'm just like doing research on both sides, one for Boo at Sex and one for the book. Uh, so I'm just trying to do as much research as possible and make sure I get everything correct before I start writing the stuff. Fascinating. Um.
4: Cool. Is it weird delving into something that is rather morally objectionable and like getting into <laughs> it and then like
2: it's um I don't know I've always said that I kind of have a, a bit of a oh I'm, I'm in a weird place because I was brought up I don't want to say conservative not by my parents but definitely in like a conservative area I'm very like, no. traditional well, yeah. uh, style. And a lot of my family is very like either religious or you know whatever um, i already having a foot in that I, I'm so aware of how different uh, you know different bubbles think the other people okay. are yeah. um, so I mean that's I, I kind of expected, you know, for a lot of these mm-hmm. people people just be like, "Here's what's normal." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah, you go clubbing and there are girls with really short skirts and they're different than the girls that I hang out with. Like, you guys are finding each other, so I don't know. You're okay. taking each other out of the out of the <laughs> dating pool. That's probably the <laughs> <been> best. <laughs> it's been interesting. You
4: know, yeah, you but know, I came in from. I mean, I grew up in a very in a similar, I guess, traditional is what you would call. It. Yeah. I mean, I'm north, it's rural north central Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, it's it's Conservative, traditional. Even though we, like, my family wasn't like the conservatives, I and mean, we weren't like the far left either. So I mean, yeah, far right. left there is very, is what you would consider like centrist. Yeah, right. Anywhere else, yeah. You know? <laughs> but <laughs> still very traditional. So yeah. So stuff like that, it's it's interesting. Anything that's sort of like objectionable, I find it's always sort of weird to get into cause it because you don't want to sort of like condone certain behavior, but at the same time. You want to explore it,
0: yeah,
4: yeah, and then sort of like present it within a narrative. You know, I I almost like from that point of view. So it's weird, and then sometimes folks misread stuff or. Yeah, I'm sure I'll deal with that. You get a little heat from. from Yeah.
1: (laughs) I feel like, in in order for it to become like for the character to be somewhat compelling, you almost have to make them a little sympathetic. Yeah, of course. Which means you, in turn, have to you know put on that sympathetic hat yeah. and say, like, oh, okay, how do I make this guy right. interesting to read? Right.
2: Um, I had somebody, uh, I had a few Q&As on this trip. Um, I, I usually don't do Q&As because as soon as I'm the only one speaking, I get real nervous. Um, <laughs> even if it's like three people listening, but uh, not you. <laughs> like right now? <laughs> 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 I only agree with this because I know you guys are talking <laughs> um, But somebody <laughs> came up and asked me a uh, really great question she actually uh, wanted to know for herself because she's a writer, um, how to... Uh, how you go about researching uh, a different group that's completely different from you that you have no experience with. And you know, I have a deaf character, I have a dominatrix character, I have all these characters that come from different backgrounds. Uh, Because Girls with Slingshots was nonstop, I didn't get as much time to really research. I feel like I was mostly working on monetizing the comic or making the comic, one or the other, Mm. doing emails, whatever. Um, But what I found is the most useful thing is to actually go into uh, online forums for the people who are in those lifestyles. Like you don't want to necessarily Read um, I was reading articles about deaf culture by hearing written by hearing people, and that's interesting, but you don't get to get inside of the people's yeah. actually like or living yeah. in that lifestyle you don't want to read uh, if you're trying to write a uh, minority race character, you don't want to read like a white person's article about minority races yeah. so getting into uh, it, it's so easy because the internet is just free to everybody uh, mm-hmm. you can find forums where people are actually talking, so I've definitely. Uh, painfully gone through some uh, pickup artist uh, forums and you know read what they're saying and and they do have uh, you know arguments within their community which is great because then you get to see what their conflicts are and it just it makes it's very easy to become sympathetic with these people because you realize there are still people who are arguing against them in their own community the only voices that you hear are the loudest ones the only ones that you uh, pay attention to and, and you know. Prescribed to the entire group are the ones yeah. that are in the headlines that are clickbait. Right. Um, mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. so many people who are such so moderate in their communities, uh, wh- whichever community they're in, that they, you don't, you can't just like paint them all with a broad brush. True. Yeah.
4: True. That's fascinating. It sounds like it's fun too. Though. It is.
2: It's really fascinating.
4: Is it hard
1: like to not? Jump in! <laughs> <laughs> I, <suck. laughs> I
2: had a lot of practice with um, my own comments section, uh, realizing that. And this was by by trial and error, of course, yeah. because in the beginning, with uh, when I had comments finally added to my website, I was like, I'm gonna get in there and like let people know what's what. And that was always the worst. I'm not good at thinking on my feet. Um, so I started learning, you know, what's best is if you just sit back and wait for other people to talk and listen to them because they're way more level-headed than you are, <laughs> uh, yeah. at least on their feet. I
1: say usually, well, like you said, with, with the, the pickup community, it's like just in general, like a community will police itself Yeah. after a while. Totally.
2: So. And there were a lot of offshoots with the pickup community too when it started. I feel like there there were like the and these are people that I I guess I can't really sympathize with because I don't understand them but the ones who really went hard into it and are just like I'm banging two girls a day or something you're like what kind of monster are you (laughs) Um, but then there are so many people who were like within that community like wow I really don't like that I'm going to start my own Uh, you know a lot of it was teaching they were were charging men to like come you know join them for like a week long uh, retreat um, and you know making guys pay for it but they do different
1: I'm sorry. So this reminds me of, I, of a of a podcast I just listened to of t- um, talking about um, incels.
2: Yeah, right. The,
1: in, in, the involuntary, involuntarily celibate mm-hmm. group, the, which uh, was fascinating. That I, I can't even. I mean, I can't even. I feel like I can't even speak intelligently about it now because I listened to it. Yeah, like a week ago. I,
4: I'm aware of the of the movement. The, the incel.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I. But I. You know, when you started talking about the pickup pickup artist group, that kind of, I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's, that's the flip side <laughs> yeah. to the coin. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Well, they're the people who were in sales and, yeah. you know, yeah. and just got really active about it or aggressive, whichever.
1: Yeah, it was like, yeah, they, they went like the complete opposite.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> I didn't actually figure that was a community, though.
2: Yeah.
3: I. That's it. Yeah. Because <laughs> all, all, all I keep thinking is uh, this one uh, old Wilson movie. With the uh, Vin, not Vince Vaughn, is it Vince Vaughn? Wedding Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's all I can think of. It's just like that's all they all they did was just yeah, go to right. The cond- yeah, go from wedding to wedding and, and pick up these uh, yeah. women. Yeah. And then it, I think they met their mentor. Their mentor. Oh yeah. And he was like, Psh, weddings are so last year. I'm doing funerals. Oh right. Yeah, <laughs> <You> I <like> forgot <laughs> about so that. So I didn't. Yeah. that's interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the funerals picking up checks. <laughs>
1: Grief is quite an, uh, you know, an aphrodisiac. Yeah. <laughs> <what> <laughs> or do you think I met my wife? <laughs> 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 um, so uh, you mentioned, I think, earlier, and also when you and I had first talked, like way back in February, you mentioned that you were uh, teaching, but you. You like went abroad?
2: Yeah, so I've taught um, at my own my own old college because uh, I still live in my college town. I love that town, and I decided to stay there um, mm-hmm. at Shepherd University. And uh, mm-hmm. that is not specifically a an art school, so it was a little bit more difficult because I was teaching illustration, which mm-hmm. is not something I'm actually great at. Like I think I'm a pretty okay artist and a pretty okay writer, but a, a good cartoonist. Like I can write and draw together. I'm not great at either of them separately, really. Um, the school in Denmark is, I don't even know what to call it, I never even know the name of the school, it's weird, <laughs> uh, but it's the graphic storytelling section of TAW, which is the animation workshop, hmm. uh, which is uh, somehow within a nursing school uh, called VIA, and I don't know what that stands for. Interesting. Um, so I still have no idea, I've never really <laughs> checked the check to see like where I was getting money from. Um, <laughs> but I've taught out there twice now, and uh, it is Amazing. Um, this is a. I can't remember if I already said it, it's in Denmark, but it's in Denmark. Um, it is a school that is uh, dedicated to I mean, graphic storytelling. is is the name of the degree that they get as a four-year university or a four-year uh, school for them. Uh, they only cho- choose 20 new students every two years. So, of course, the stakes are really high to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they choose the, the students not just on their abilities, their like skills, their uh, writing writing and drawing, which is great because it's both storytelling, uh, but also their ability to take criticism and uh, mm. work within oh. the community. a community. Very, very Danish approach to it. I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, what they do is they basically just have different teachers. They have a teacher, teacher coordinator for each of the two uh, classes. Um, and that teacher coordinator basically just courts all these different uh, cartoonists and writers and whatever to uh, to come speak and teach for uh, maybe a week, maybe three weeks, maybe two weeks, depending on what they're teaching. So what I was teaching is, and this is just like... If you'd ever told me I was going to be teaching this, I would say you're just, like, you're baiting me for something. You're making this up. (laughs) This is a dream job. Um, I am teaching uh, comic strip format uh, and comedy writing, which, luckily, the teacher coordinator is very smart and knows what he's doing, and uh, the first time that I taught this for two weeks, um, at the end of it, he was like, you know, next time you come out, which I was very excited about (laughs) because I thought that I, like, screwed the whole thing up and was like, there's no way they're ever calling me back. Um, He's like, next time you come out, it should be earlier because what you're teaching, actually, is... um, Clarity and storytelling. Because in order to make a joke work, it has to be clear. And in, in order to make a comic strip work, it has to be so clear that you should be able to ideally just read the the word balloons and barely even look at the art. It should be peripheral mm. and still get the joke. That's the idea for a comic strip. The you know readability yeah. should be very very clear. Um, there are of course obsessions, but you you know it's kind of the goal. Uh, it's just to be very clear. So uh, so yeah. Now we're basically just focusing on clarity and storytelling within those two constructs.
1: Uh, How did they, uh, how did you, did they approach you? Or did you, I mean, how did you, it's such a unique opportunity. Yeah, I
2: know. Uh, Actually, the first uh, tour that I did in 2014, um, at the end of it, (laughs) at the end of doing all that, I flew out to um, Leeds, England, to do um, Thought Bubble, which is a great show. Mm -hmm. And uh, Eric, the teacher coordinator for the first and second year uh, class, uh, came out there and (laughs) he's a, a bit of a person who doesn't, like, emote, and I'm always scared of those people. I'm, like, I don't know what this person's about. Uh, but on top of that, he's just like, and he doesn't say, I've got a great deal for you, but I put those words in, in his mouth. Um, How would you like to teach for two weeks at, at a school in Denmark that is just for cartooning? And I'm just like, all right, that's, somebody's kidnapping me. That's what's going to happen here. And I didn't entirely trust him uh, at first. In addition to that, though, I had just traveled all summer, so I was just like, you know, that sounds awesome. My best friend actually lives in Denmark, uh, so it was like a free ride to go see her would be amazing. But um, I'm so exhausted, I just want to go home and stay home for a, a year. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe I remember man. I was thinking, man, it probably doesn't, t- doesn't pay well or anything either. Yeah. And my friend Lucy Bellwood went out uh, and took them up on on a similar, uh, you know, thing. And she came back and was just like, oh, my God, it was great. And, yeah, actually, they pay really well. They actually pay uh, for two weeks better than my entire uh, semester of teaching at uh, Shepherd does. So um, wow. it's very tempting. Plus, it's a free ride to go. See my best friend and stay in Denmark and they take care of lodging for you. That's it's great. great. Yeah, cool. it's really ideal. It's Absolutely. life changing. Do
4: you speak, is it Dutch?
0: Uh, Danish. Danish. But okay. actually the entire thing is English. Okay.
2: Um, because they have so many students coming from different uh, Scandinavian countries and European countries, uh, English is required. Okay. And luckily everybody knows English out oh, there, so there, was really, there
1: was no barrier for communication. Exactly.
2: I mean, there were definitely because it was first year. You still have a few students who are like still catching on to English because, mm-hmm. of course, there's a huge difference between being able to speak English well enough to get it by and writing like jokes, yeah, in yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was in a
4: whole other layer to the language barrier.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not only that, one, uh, like the the culture. I mean, cultures are different from yeah countries, whatever. I mean, so so what we might find funny in this country might not translate. Denmark and vice versa you know or like like sometimes when you know you watch something on the BBC and you'll, you'll be laughing laughing and then they make a joke and like what is that? Mean? <laughs> like you don't get the reference yeah. some political reference and you know so was there any was there anything <laughs> like that, like any kind of challenges like that? Definitely
2: or? not challenges. Luckily, I while I don't write it generally. I love really dark humor, and they are all very dark humorists. So <laughs> oh, <awesome. laughs> everything was. There's a lot of um, very candid uh, jokes about death uh, in their comics, and okay. I think some of them were kind of like, I don't know if you're gonna like this, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna be surprised. I will probably <laughs> love this.
1: <laughs> so between you know teaching in Denmark, and then teaching at your you know at home what's it like teaching not, not to not to age anyone here but like what's it what's it like <laughs> to teach like the next generation um, of Is like do you, do you feel like a, a kinship but then there's also like maybe a little bit of a separation be, be, because of like their generation or like yeah blind.
2: uh oh. i definitely i don't know i feel like it's almost unfair for me to mm-hmm. Compare uh, again, like my home, my home college uh, versus the Danish college. But um, the, Danish, the Danish students are not Danish students in general. I'm just saying, like those students in that school um, have been really handpicked, uh, and they're they're good writers. So their comedy, even even if they're really into, and they are really into really dumb memes, which I also really <laughs> appreciate. <laughs> um, which was very educational for me actually, they have on uh, the back of their bathroom wall, uh, if, you're, if you're in the bathroom, you cannot help but read all of the memes they printed out. <laughs> and it definitely was like educational for me to know what kind of humor like yeah. that age group is into now. Yeah. Um, but overall, they're still very sophisticated in the way they deliver their jokes, so yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, there's definitely some stuff that, come to think of it, Tomer definitely put out some like very memey kind of feeling uh, <laughs> uh, jokes. But they're still so um, expertly executed mm-hmm. that I, I just consider it a very creative one. When maybe even it's a derivative and I don't know it yeah, uh, because I don't know what's on the internet these days. Right.
1: What do, what do the kids <laughs> find funny?
2: <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend's also a high school art teacher, so I definitely get a lot of uh, feedback from him about like, you know, oh, what's okay. fire right now? I don't even know if fire is still something they say. but uh,
1: really? I don't think I ever knew that was something
2: that's I feel old. <laughs> so, Oh, I'm sorry.
3: Go ahead. I was gonna say, when you are in Denmark, uh, did you get like a good sense of like the comic community there? Like, did you like go to a local comic shop? Did no, you get they like don't a good
2: have one. I don't think. Um, really? Actually, that's right. They don't have a local comic shop or a local art store, which really floored me because mm, really? it's very expensive to fly things into Denmark. Uh, I don't remember what the um, uh, what the name of it is, but the the additional amount of money that you have to pay on top of having something shipped just because it's being shipped into Denmark is is pretty outrageous. So I'm really surprised they haven't opened. Having an art school right there with both animation students and uh, the graphic storytelling group, I'm surprised they don't have an art store. But um, it's a lovely little town. But yeah, I kind of asked, like, you know, what's the what's the arts community around here? And they're like, this is it. It's on oh. campus. It's here. So don't go any further because <laughs>
4: <laughs> So what know, do those students it. do once they're done? Like, are, do they then pursue careers doing like Daily strip.
0: I or actually don't know. Okay.
2: Um, the, the last or the first group that I taught will be graduating. Oh God, wait, when are they graduating? I guess next year. Yeah, um, one of them is actually going to be uh, doing an internship with me in a month. Okay. Uh, she'll be staying with me for a month, so I could ask her that question. Yeah. I actually <laughs> don't know. <laughs> so what are you planning to I, do with yeah, this? Yeah, right. I didn't know um, <laughs> any of the uh, the ones who graduated. I think they've only had um, six. Is that right? Not even six. Three classes so far. Okay. There might be more. I'm not sure, but I think it's very, very. Nice. Oh, so
4: it's still like a little burgeoning. Yeah. So program. actually, I,
2: while well, I met a few of the ones that have already graduated, I never really caught up with them. I didn't. Okay. I didn't get to know them well enough I mean to follow them. If they didn't really
4: have like an art artist scene or a comic scene, right? What are they doing then? Where are they? I mean, is the, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I live in southwestern Pennsylvania, and I'm <laughs> like, so I don't know if in Scandinavian Denmark <coughs> and all that there's some like. Hot like daily gag like community yeah. scene or something oh, that they yeah. like the new their newspapers are just filled with all these right. like fresh young cartoonists. <laughs> <just>
2: yeah, <laughs> um, I mean when I was there, I'm trying to remember what the experience was like. But um, the very last day, the last um, last time that I was there, uh, they actually had an editor for the local newspapers. Like um, oh, I can't remember if it was like a specific like pull out of just comics okay. or what exactly he was doing. But I know it was newspapers and comics. And he was in charge of it, um, and he was there to also like co uh, co critique okay. uh, their final pieces with me, uh, which is really interesting to hear his feedback. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. it was very different from mine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that they're, I think a lot of the students are actually looking at like LA and you know places in okay. the states. Um, but there are definitely other places out there that okay. I'm sure they mentioned that I've just forgotten. Yeah. But doing uh, I mean, doing storyboarding is definitely something that gotcha. a yeah. storyteller would yeah. specifically right. be good yeah, at. Right. Um, um, and they are working very closely. Well, not, they're not working very closely. They just happen to be very close uh, in location with all the animation students, which it seemed like there were many, many more animation students than there were graphic storytelling students. Okay. So who knows if a lot of them are meeting and actually like collaborating. Which yeah. you know. yeah. would seem ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Right.
4: Interesting. I didn't even think the whole storyboarding aspect. That makes much more sense. Yeah, totally. Rather than, like, I'm going to get this degree and then do <laughs> a daily humor strip. <laughs> a few to make I'm going to go flirt. catch lightning in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys
0: have
1: anything
4: else? For well, I mean, you? speaking of catching lightning in a bottle, you did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you were doing, I haven't. I just met you. <laughs> you know these guys fifteen years. Yeah, I've right. known you fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, so early 2000, 2000, you post a comic to the internet. Yeah. I mean, what was what was Endgame at that time for you then? Like, just get it out. I mean,
2: just get it out. Just get Actually, it out. Actually, yeah, I started it are exactly the same time that I, um, I started Girls with Slingshots. The same, I think, month that I started uh, working at. I was a photography major at my school, okay. and I started working as a um, a photographer at the local newspaper, which was great. It was a really fun, very underpaid job with no mm-hmm. benefits. Um, but it was really fun. So uh, when I started it, I just, I kind of remembered a lot of, I think I'd hung out with enough older people that I was like, you know what, I hear all these people saying like, oh yeah, I used to be into art, and like they're actually even really talented, but yeah. they're like, yeah, I got a job, and I didn't have time. So I was like, okay, I I know that I could put this stuff up online. I already had it on, uh, I had some other strips that were up on um, comics news sites which back then you guys remember the internet was this big. Yeah. So super oh, yeah, tiny. Sure. So uh, if anybody had a comics news site, it's because they or somebody else they knew had uh, the ability to code a website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were very few of them. So I already had a bit of an audience on two different okay. comics news sites. Uh, Thecomicreader.com, I think it was, and uh, Pop Image. And uh, I just asked them, and they were very kind, to um, shift the... Uh, attention never to my new website. I, I had taken an HTML class. I really love coding, actually. Yeah. Um, not that I know how to do it for these days, for any kind of like <laughs> responsive you know, yeah. uh, coding. <laughs> is way beyond me. But um, I hobbled together this really ugly website for sling Slingshots and just said I'll be updating twice a week on these days because I knew if I didn't have a deadline, I would never right. keep doing it. So mm. my end game was just continuing doing comics. I mean, i definitely seen... Uh, PVP and mm-hmm. um, something positive online and was like, okay, well, you know, they've got audiences. There are definitely people out there who want to read these. Yeah. So maybe I'll get kind of the same thing. And, you know, really, I really left out and at the time it was just right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of students and, you know, aspiring web cartoon has come up to me now and they're like drawing circles around me and they're like I don't know how to like how do I get this on how, how do I do what you did and I'm like a time machine in 2004 yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the internet is like a, just a pit now like you can't not, not in a bad way even um, there's plenty of bad stuff out there but there's also a lot of really really good stuff yeah mm-hmm. but you Webtoon mentioned
4: webtoons earlier you yeah. go to webtoons and it's just <clears throat> is so much and it I, I don't know how someone would stand I mean I guess the way someone always stood out is by being good yeah yep. you know cream rises to the top yeah I mean, that's true for everything it's just much now a bigger platform and you can compete that much space I mean it always feels like screaming into the wind whether you're doing <laughs> at a yeah. table at a comic-con somewhere anywhere or on one of these websites it just feels you know but yeah, so now well, congratulations. Well, thanks <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, for congratulating
2: me on being born in 1981. <laughs> and I had a of uh, HTML. Well, you had the grasp of
4: HTML. Right? Yeah, that really helped. Like 80, 80, <laughs> earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll say 79. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was born
2: in 79.
3: 1970... <laughs> mm. no,
2: no, 70
4: 70 mm. Mm. Yeah. I think we were like <laughs> early yeah.
3: 70s. That's All right. right. All All well, that's river. <laughs> well, where do you see well, I guess since we're talking about like web comics and stuff, where do you think web comics are going now?
2: I don't know. Um, I think that definitely phone. I mean, I think that Webtoon is on it. Like they they know they know what people want. I mean, the fact that I'm you know 37 years old and I'm like I'm not going to read comics on my phone. Fo- oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flip, flip, flip. Go through like, all of them. Would
3: you say? I mean is there still a need for like to get your own website, get it a whole damn domain I don't name know. and then say, Hey, okay, I'm gonna update right. twice a week.
2: Uh, I have a lot of friends who are, you know, old schools like me that are like, yeah, you gotta have a website. And there's part of me that I, I think I keep on saying this to so like, uh, I, I've still had a few different interns where I'm like, make sure you have a website. And I'm like, oh, jeez, do I need to say that? I don't think I do.
4: Which is just weird to say like that's old school. Like,
0: get yeah, your we website. You <laughs> get old I get your website. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, that, that, that,
1: that's not like out of the realm of like. I mean, this is gonna sound stupid, but like, I feel like emailing. Is ancient. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even like that. I don't yeah. like checking out how you speak. What it. an no,
3: form I mean, of communication. I never <laughs> see the emails you send out to like days oh. later. I'm like, whoa,
4: he sent an email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys ignore me
1: for weeks. I have to text them. But no, it's like you know, you know, like like, like you, you, your phone starts ringing and you're like, "Who's calling me?"
2: Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: like, I put my phone. I put my <laughs> That's my response. I'm like that now with email. I'm like, you know, I see email. and I'm like, oh, I just mark it as red, but I put it away. You know, oh, like, you dang! Know, you know, but 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 now I feel like, like, like you know, going back to you know, should you have a website? It's like, well, everyone's got social media. Yeah. Everyone's everyone puts their strips on Instagram, yeah. and Facebook, and it seems like. Like I've been doing Tumblr
3: lately. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Tumblr. Like I've been I mean all you have to do is just register a domain and have it point to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I always
2: recommend. The the one thing that I'm very consistent about that I always be consistent about because it's just simple branding. Um and I hate using cold words like that, but it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um is just having a memorable name, either title or your own name. And if your name is not memorable, come up with a pseudonym or go by something else, mm-hmm. something that's not searchable. Make sure you search it first and make sure there's not a porn name you know, that's behind it <laughs> that you didn't know about. And make sure you are so consistent. What I tell people is, uh, I know it's branding, I know it's very cold and everything, it's marketing, but what you're doing is if you have work that people like, you want people who like it to be able to find you. Mm-hmm. And that's all I ask is that people use the same memorable uh, handle. On Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, whatever you have, your own mm-hmm. website, and make sure that people can find you and search. Search mm-hmm. for that's
0: you.
4: good, and the consistency seems to be key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For whatever. This whatever Comment. Whatever it is, being there does seem to be the one of the huge ingredients to mm-hmm. being successful at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. One one last question yeah. then with phones and iPad formatting. I mean, so you started analog. Mm hmm. Just you know, looking at this book from back when, they're just horizontal strips. Has the different formats they can be presented in? Uh, like, have you th- thought of that a lot, or has that
0: yeah.
2: forced
4: you to reconsider things? Yeah.
2: Or? So actually, um, because I'm still doing everything still analog on paper, um, and I started this this 32 strip, which I don't update very often. It's just kind of a whenever I feel like making a comic about my life kind of thing. <clears throat> I wanted to go ahead and do after being hooked on these Webtoons things from last year I was like alright this uh, vertical scrolling thing is actually really cool in in part because you don't have a uh, a limit you just keep scrolling yeah. I uh, what was his name the Scott uh, the cloud. Cloud. yeah I'm like alright fine you're right about everything oh, yeah, have been scrolling the it's yeah, totally true whatever, yeah. um, but it's really fun to play with that, uh, that scrolling and not be able to see what's coming next kind of thing while you're scrolling with your finger or your you know whatever um So I started doing 32 as a vertical scrolling comic. But it's on these really long, thin strips of bristol board that are then taped okay. together, oh. and I'm like, "This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to sell these things? Like, yeah. What are they? What are people going to do? Like, start it at the top of their stairwell?" <laughs> so <laughs> you're keeping
4: one foot firmly entrenched in, in each world. <laughs> I'll embrace you, digital, but oh you're doin- I'm God. doing it my way. I'm so
2: dumb. on, paper. Actual scroll. Yeah,
4: yeah. That's even so here.
2: I have um, a strip back at home right now that's uh, halfway done. That's uh, it's all watercolor. I wanted to do it in watercolor, and it's been that's the reason it hasn't updated in like Mm -hmm. three months is that (laughs) it's prepared, but it's just so long. So I had to find the largest pieces of watercolor I had, you know, strip them into two long strips. Mm I'm just like, this is gonna be a beautiful strip when it's done. I'm really happy Mm -hmm. with it already. I'm very proud of it, but like, who is gonna want (laughs) to like custom frame this thing? Who even has a wall that's this size or shape? It's dumb. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to stick with it as long as I can hold on.
4: Uh, that's one thing that fascinates me is with this transition. I mean, young folks are having an advantage because they are born into it. Yeah. Um, our generation now has to adapt because mm-hmm. we came up knowing one way. And then right when we hit, like, a pivotal age, everything shifted on us. Yeah, and, right. So now it's learning on the fly. But
1: well, and I, I, I feel like... Um, Another thing that 's shifted you know talking about when you had a traditional website you know your monetization of of your of your script and your website yeah. was all like uh, online advertising now I feel like it's everything's shifted to patreon mm-hmm. and you know your your fans your backers it 's like you 're kick starting it 's like everything now is like your monetization is almost like rely you 're relying on your on your fans your readers your so that 's got to be I mean, I'm not tough, but at the same time, it's like you now. It's like you have more of a. Um, it's like now more than ever, you have to like be able to be relatable mm-hmm. to your fans, yeah, and to be able to talk with them and reach out, and yeah, and give them things so they <laughs> in turn give you
0: money. You know. Yeah.
2: Um. This has been really interesting. This past year has actually been really interesting thinking about that because the graphic novel that I that I'm working on, I considered, you know, why don't I go ahead and do a traditional publisher and. You know, see if I can get an advance that would cover uh, my needs for however long it's going to take, which is terrifying because I have no idea how long it would take and I think that it would take longer than... Like, I, I don't want to be rushed. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really foolish way to create and I'm so stuck on Patreon now that... Uh, as a creator, but also very much as a, as a patron of so many different creators at this point. I love just giving money to people that I know are like, just I just want them to keep making comics because they're so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even care if I never see anything, um, <laughs> or maybe not that to that extent, maybe five years from now yeah. if I see something, I'll be happy that I knew that I helped them get to that point. Um, so I'm really kind of relying on that because that's what I want to do instead of doing a publisher. Um, Patreon had a bit of a uh, what they actually call the fee asko that happened in uh, in December, mm-hmm. and you know I, I kind of was worried that like oh no they they're they're becoming evil oh god what's going on uh, they really just kind of. Moved. Accidentally did a thing that they shouldn't have done because yeah. they're a small company with a big heart. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I can tell, I mean, and I've talked with enough people there at this point that I have a lot of faith in them. So, hopefully, I'm not wrong. I think that I'm a pretty good judge of character. <laughs> uh, so, I'm actually planning on hopefully doing um, the the entire book through Patreon and trying to think about a way to do that creatively that's still satisfying for the for the patrons has been a fun challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for the the scripting portion of it, I'm actually going to (coughs) be utilizing the the polls that they offer. Uh, I never use polls on Patreon. Mm -hmm. I keep forgetting that they're there. And uh, what I'm going to be doing is, I don't want to give away spoilers of, of the actual script, of course, but I'll be introducing the four main characters to my patrons and um, <clears throat> asking them to help me write things that are not super pivotal to the, the strip or to the oh, book. Okay. That's so awesome. things like um, Miranda gets mad and throws something at the neighbor's window. Is it a her phone? B mm-hmm. a houseplant? C the cat? You know, um, help me choose. And then when they get to read it, um, and I'm thinking about actually going ahead and having uh, chapters released through Patreon every month. Yeah. Uh, that way I'm sticking with the deadline thing because otherwise I won't do it. I know right. that I won't do it. Yeah. Um, and they'll be able to read it and be like oh man there's that thing that I like voted on or the name that I suggested yeah, you know that's the cool. so clothing. They, they
1: feel like invested
2: yeah and it'd part be, of it it'd be really fun it's almost like doing Mad Libs. like yeah, they won't know what so they're so contributing yeah, to yeah that's but pretty cool they'll get like to read a it. And adventure
0: yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well cool well Danielle thank you so much thank you for, for being you know on the show and good luck with, with your new projects and if you want to tell everyone like where they can find everything you know, so <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, with my whole consistency thing, I I botched it and have, um, I think it's patreon.com slash girls with slingshots instead of D-Corsetto. Everything else is Mm D-Corsetto, stuck with the girls with slingshots URL, so there's not much I can do about that. But um, basically, if you just look up, you know, D-Corsetto anything, um, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to find everything through my Twitter, my website, girlswithslingshots.com. If you're interested in autobiocomics about uh, cats and yoga... All one of you or one half of you. Um, (laughs) It is stuckat32.com is the one that I am currently occasionally updating. And then, uh, boo! It's sex. It's boo! (laughs) Exclamation point! (laughs) It's sex. Is uh, on webtoons. I'm sure if you just look up boo, it'll probably come up. Cool. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Well,
1: thank you again very much. We really appreciate it, and we'll be looking for for all your stuff in the future. Thanks. All right. So uh, this has been Comic Book Pit number two eighty. I'm Dan,
4: I'm Jared, I'm Sean,
3: and we'll see you next time.